The text for our sermon this morning is the gospel reading, um, the whole reading, but in particular, keeping this in mind, verse 36, when Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. God's grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Please be seated. Doctors Without Borders, worldwide organization that goes into poverty-stricken areas, many times places where wars have broken out, where they treat people without charge. No matter what country it is, no matter who they are, they provide free medical treatment. It's an organization that just about everyone admires. If you'd like to sound like an internationally aware humanitarian, you contribute money to them. And then when you go to parties, you brag to all your coworkers how much you give. If you're a politician, you lobby for Doctors Without Borders, and then you brag on your campaign site how informed you are and how kind you really are. The people who receive treatment from Doctors Without Borders, they're helped regardless of who they are, but one thing is for sure, they're unable to help themselves. There's no one there who can do anything for them. Imagine how much we take this for granted. The treatment, though, of course, is never free. Donors pay for the supplies, and the organization itself raises funds and uses the money that is donated to it to pay their executive board and various medical team members. Today, if you heard in our gospel reading, Jesus pointed something out that we can kind of relate to with Doctors Without Borders. You received without pay, so you also give for free. In addition, while we might in our world celebrate and recognize Doctors Without Borders, today notice what Jesus says. Today, Jesus doesn't say, pray for doctors to be sent But specifically, Jesus says, pray that laborers of the Father's harvest would be sent. Now, we as a church, we've prayed for our missionaries. We've prayed for war-torn countries like the Ukraine. But have we intentionally prayed that the Lord of harvest would send out preachers? That the Lord, by the Holy Spirit himself, Would from our own congregation, from your own families, have you in your own personal prayers heeded Jesus' encouragement today to pray for laborers to be sent out into the harvest? Have you encouraged even young men to go into the office of the holy ministry? Your own sons. What has been our priority in telling our children Is it to go out and even our daughters to work in the church? Or do we stress a little bit more jobs that, well, liberals and unbelievers would brag about? Doctors, lawyers, not that they're bad. But today, we need to remember Jesus' encouragement while we still have time to encourage sons and daughters 
to live lives of service in the church, to be laborers for our Lord. Doctors without borders, they operate under orders and a specific identity. They're granted access to areas where politicians and dictators won't allow anybody else. These doctors without borders have special access. You would think that the laborers for the harvest, our Lord's harvest, would be granted special access. You think they might even be received with greater thanks than doctors without borders. But Jesus says something interesting. He says, behold, I'm sending you out as sheep amongst wolves. <laughs> you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. What an odd way to receive free treatment. What an odd way to receive the gospel and the labors which our Lord sends into our midst. You will be dragged before governors and kings. How exciting. Where do I sign up? Can I even get a master's in this? A doctorate? Doctors Without Borders left Somalia when things started to heat up. In 2011, they left Benghazi. When dragged before courts... Even a charitable organization leaves town. But Jesus doesn't give his apostles nor his people that luxury. You stay and confess. You stay and confess the name of Christ on whatever battlefield you find yourself on. Because that is the battle. That is the war. That is the fight, confessing and preaching the truth of who Jesus is. Our battle and fight is not to be successful in the eyes of the world, but to confess who Jesus is. Because the apostles and the laborers who are sent directly by Jesus in today's reading, Jesus says, you don't have to defend yourself. You don't have to worry about the honor and the respect of men. In fact, Jesus says, be aware of this. He says, the spirit of your heavenly father will be your advocate. The one who created life, the one who orders things, he will give you words to say, so do not fear. So what do we make of today's sending? There are some things that we should learn from our gospel reading. Jesus, he himself directly sends out his 12 on a special mission. Remember, Jesus hasn't been crucified yet. He hasn't been raised from the dead. Jesus sends his disciples to specific people. He says, go to the lost sheep of Israel. He says, don't go to the Gentiles. Jesus says they are sent to specific people. Jesus also says they have his authority. Cast out demons. Heal the sick. Today, the laborers for Christ, we would say, are pastors. But pastors today have a different charge than what Jesus sent the twelve today with. 
This is a unique office of the apostles that Jesus sent out. But now, as we see, now that Jesus has been raised from the dead, has come at Pentecost, pastors who are the laborers that we are to pray for to be sent into the harvest, they have a different duty. So let's take notice of a few things in our gospel reading today that teach us of the faithfulness of Christ, that he is still doing miracles among us. First, notice the compassion of Jesus in our reading. What does it say? It says, Jesus saw that the people were afflicted with sin. They're sick. They're hurt. They are sheep without a shepherd. They are harassed, the text says. Jesus knows their ailments. Jesus knows their suffering. It's a war-torn zone. And there's no one who can help. There are people, of course, in Jesus' time who practiced medicine, but there's a battle raging on that no medicine can treat and no eye can examine. Jesus, though, sees them. He sees them as sheep without a shepherd. And that's the battle that Jesus has come to fight. But it wasn't just the people with the physical maladies that were without a shepherd. It was all those who could do nothing to help them. Their friends, their loved one, parents. And as a father, I know too, I can say on this Father's Day, there were fathers who realized they could do nothing for their children and they were desperate. There were those who didn't have a shepherd to trust, who didn't have faith. They were harassed. But the good shepherd sees. Jesus knows. He knows our frailties as well. He knows when you feel as though you're a sheep without a shepherd. He knows that you sometimes feel as someone who doesn't have a shepherd watching over you. He knows that sometimes you feel like there's no one to protect you, no one to provide. It seems as if there are no doctors without borders. Jesus knows this, and this is why he even comes to us today. To provide the victory over the law, our losses in this battle-torn life we so often walk through. Because we too are harassed. Broken relationships. Angry outbursts when we lose our patience. Disagreements in families, loss of jobs, and even to our health doesn't get any better. Or just a regular dissatisfaction of life. Sometimes, even though we have the promises of Jesus, we live our lives as though we don't have a shepherd. We despair. But we shouldn't. We should repent and remember this story of what Jesus did for these people. We have a good shepherd. And look what he does for those who feel as if they're on their own. He healed every disease and he preached. Jesus' healings and his physical healing of the people that only meant to service his preaching and the word that he preached that he is Believable. 
This is what Jesus is really desiring the people in our reading to do, to hear and to believe that he's the son of God and he has come to win the war. And the proclaiming of the gospel in their midst is the greatest victory they could possibly have. That's why Jesus says, pray that laborers are sent among you and not doctors. Because he's come not just to heal us, because all the folks in the reading today, all those that were healed, they still died. And think about this. Some of them, even after receiving this healing, some of them even died in unbelief because they didn't believe. They returned to despair. They returned to lives of sin. Jesus even healed many of these people and, and consider perhaps that these are the very same people who would hurl insults at him as he hung on the cross. Look at, at who Jesus was sent to and who Jesus sends his apostles to. He says, go to the lost sheep of Israel. So second, we see that Jesus is sent to sinners. The Jews had killed every prophet that was sent to them, stoned them to death. Even John the Baptist, Herod, who was supposed to be the head of the Jewish state, the example for everyone, the Jew above Jews, he's about to have Jesus' sent one beheaded. All through the Old Testament, the prophets, they were ignored. The prophets who brought the word of God, tortured and even murdered. And Jesus says, hey guys, these are the ones you're to go to. Like sheep among wolves. Doctors without borders won't even do that. But neither do you. We like revenge. We like returning anger for the smallest disrespect that we experience. But not Jesus. Not today does he come as a judge. Today, he is still calling and summoning you to change your ways, to repent, to trust your good shepherd, to know that he gives you little things that you can do, that you can do better each and every day, that you can practice patience, you can practice kindness. It doesn't depend on how good and kind people are to you. What a terrible way to live life, trusting in men. Today's instructions are for you too from Jesus. You who are just like the Jews, you who have sinned, God is still calling and healing you today. Even though you even may be harassed by your own sinful flesh, Today, Jesus says, hear, listen, and believe. Remember, he is still casting out demons. He's still forgiving sins. Yes, he's still healing your sicknesses. Every healing is an act of God, but don't lose sight of the greater healing, that of the forgiveness of your sins. Jesus didn't say, pray the Lord of harvest would send doctors. Jesus didn't say, pray the Lord of harvest would send politicians who win every election. Jesus didn't say, pray that the Lord would send military commanders. Yes, all of these are a gift from God. God works through them, but what does Jesus prioritize for us? Who goes 
where doctors without borders fears to tread, who goes into the heart and soul of every man, woman, and child, who goes to the cross and wins the victory that rescues the most diseased, the ugliest sinners made holy, the most depressed given joy that cannot be silenced, the most lonely, the most tired, who is a true shepherd. Your Lord Jesus Christ went to the battlefield of the cross, a place where no one could go. And he didn't just heal your body, but he endured your sicknesses. He truly is without borders, for the Holy One crossed over to the sinful from God to man to make us holy again. He carried our afflictions. He takes your most frustrating days and by his stripes you are healed. The nails that pierced him so that the sharp pains of sickness and even the most pointed betrayals, he takes them from you and he says, have peace. I am your shepherd. I am your protection, not just in this life, but for eternity. He showed this by dying for you on the cross and to be raised, to show us that we have the victory. No matter what, doctors can only help us to a point. The laborers that Christ encourages us to pray for bring his eternal rescue, so that even though in this life we may suffer, we may lose quite a bit, even though we may be dragged before kings and governors, God is our witness that in baptism he promises he's your advocate. Your suffering is short, but the victory is eternal. His promise of forgiveness, his testimony in baptism in the sacraments is in your favor. He argues on behalf of you saying, I have taken all your guilt away. Be free. So this, in our reading today, Jesus sent these apostles with a specific task. Go to the lost sheep of Israel, heal, cast out demons, raise the dead. These were tasks given for a specific time for a specific mission. Jesus could have done all this without the apostles, but he desires to use them directly. Now, Jesus calls laborers, his pastors, through the church, and their task is different. The office of apostle that Jesus sent out with these instructions is for a specific time. We don't have that promise now. We don't have apostles. Pastors, which is Latin for shepherd, they're now sent to all nations, not just Israel. Remember Matthew, the, remember the, the Great Commission, right? Go into all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all I've commanded. And in Timothy, we are told pastors are to preach the word in season and out of season, to be stewards of the mysteries of God the sacraments. God desires his word and sacrament to go out now, now that Israel has rejected Jesus. Paul preaches and teaches in Romans at length how now God sends his laborers to all people. Also in Hebrews, we are told God spoke to his people of old in many and various ways, but now he speaks to us by his son. The pastoral epistles in the Bible teach us now that pastors aren't sent with the same instructions about only two tunics, no belts, no money bags. 
but we are given the word of God in sacrament. Those are the things that Christ charges us to give to his people for healing, for casting out demons, for the forgiveness of sins. The office of laborer or pastor now, it doesn't have the same promises nor instructions that Jesus gave the apostles. They had these signs as a witness to Jesus' continuing work through his word. Jesus, he's still rescuing us. He is still a good shepherd. He's your shepherd. Just as Jesus didn't need the apostles to go out, but he used them, so also Jesus uses pastors to bring us his healing word and sacrament. Pastors were like soul doctors without borders. But indeed, the border is repentance and faith. Not that we neglect anyone, but those who by faith receive Jesus' word and sacrament faithfully, they're the ones who walk by faith. And just as everyone likes to brag about supporting doctors without borders, let us all the more share the good news of our doctor, Jesus himself, who cures death who goes to all places, turns sinners into holy people, gives life where death once reigned, for Jesus is raised. And that is your charge now, as the people of God, for you yourselves are sent. So let's not let doctors without borders be the only thing that's bragged about. Let us also bring praise to the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.